Good morning, church. How good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters gather together in unity. Amen. Amen. As you can see, I'm not pitch east. I'm also pitch hitting. Uh, he's at a wedding this weekend, and he asked me to preach this morning, and uh, I humbly agreed, and I always thank God for the opportunity to present a message to his church and his people, and I pray that my the message this morning is relevant and effective for our daily walk with Jesus. Let us pray together before we begin. Father God, we thank you once again this morning for allowing us, your servants, to assemble together this morning to sing songs to you, have a message from the scriptures, and to pray. But I do with your servant this morning as he presents a message from your word. The prayer is that the message will be helpful in a daily walk with Jesus, the Christ, and the Messiah. It's his name that we pray. Amen. Well, this morning, the focus is Jesus Christ and God are unchanging. Although this world is changing, Every single day, God and Christ do not change. And we as his disciples are anchored to him in this changing world. And so I wanted to attempt to instill some courage for us as disciples of Jesus Christ to remain faithful to him and not change, in a sense, in the face of struggle. When we do change, I'll share this as we go on in the sermon, that change is to be more like Jesus Christ. See, at times we are tempted to forget that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we forget about the gospel that you and I come to believe. How do we do that? We go after the new, the, nor the novel, the exotic, the different. And why do we do that? Because we believe that it's a good thing. Right? We are tempted because we believe that they're exciting, they're different, and they're appealing. Let's just try something new. And that's the devil tempting us to stray away from the God we come to believe in. You see, life, as you know, are full of changes, sometimes for the good, sometimes Some surprises that we have in our life are joyous. Some, not so much. So we as disciples have to adjust, if you will, to the curveballs life throws at us. And we have to adjust to the tension and the anxiety we have in our lives. And speaking of tension, right now, our church is going through some changes and a discernment process to help us in a certain direction that we feel that God wants us to go. And life is constant, it's full of flux, it's full of change, and it is unpredictable. Although it would be nice to know what's gonna happen tomorrow or the next day, on the next minute from now, but we know this doesn't work that way. The new day brings new things and new changes and we have to deal with the changes that happen in our lives. We can't go through life, as you know, without struggle. 
But we know that struggle refines us and it shapes our lives as our experiences do. Sometimes, like life, changes are good, you know, sometimes not so good. Therefore, people, like life, can be unpredictable. You think you know a person, and then they do something that's completely out of character. Catches you off guard. That's kind of odd. And that's going to happen, because it's tough, and it's a challenge to rely on other people. But there is one who we can count on that will not change. One who is constant. One that you and I don't have to worry about having mood swings or changing his mind about something. And that is God the Father. Amen. It's good to know we have somebody in our life who we can count on to always be the same. Always be the same. And so let's take a look at, in our short lesson this morning, at our unchanging God. First point, what's that three? We have that three points, right? <laughs> God is unchanging. We have one faithful God. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22 tells us, Yahweh is the faithful covenant God who guarantees the continuity of the seasons. Deuteronomy 6, God makes covenant with Abraham and proves himself to be faithful to his promises and constant in his covenant demands. James even tells us the Father of the heavenly lights does not change like shifting shadows. In contrast to the many pagan gods, <clears throat> novel and strange and new teachings, God does not differ but remains unchanging. And because God is unchanging, he can demand our undivided devotion wherever we are in our life and in our world. God is dependable now in the old covenant as he is today in the new covenant. And will always be the same. Always be the same. Numbers 23 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he can change his mind. God speaks and then acts. He promises and then he fulfills. Think about this. People lie. People change their minds. People can have a lack of integrity and prove themselves to be untrustworthy. And trust, as you know, is a fragile thing. Hard to establish, yet easy to break. And it's so damaging when trust is broken. It can set the stage that we're not willing to trust ever again. We may experience that. Trust is challenging. When you break it, hard to reestablish. We know this. You know, there was a time, and I'm sure most of you know, some of you are older than I, and very few of you guys are younger than me up there, but remember when a handshake was all that was needed? Your word was your bond? Some folks might still work that way, but I believe not a lot of people do. Look at the world today. Look at our current culture. People manipulate, they take advantage of, they break promises, and have a false sense of security. People can be fickle and indecisive. People. 
Because you can trust them. Don't get me wrong, we can trust some people. But some people we cannot trust. And people, great promises, the indecisive, manipulate. But the good thing is not with God. God does not do that. God promised it, and you can believe it. God said it, and we can rely on it. You never have to wonder about God following through on one of his promises, or his promises in general. It may not be according to your timing, but it doesn't change God's trustworthiness. He is always faithful and true to his promises. Again, God may not be predictable in how he will act, but he is predictable in the fact that he always keeps his word and his promises. Amen? God said to Malachi, I, the Lord, I, the Lord, do not change. I think it's an important concept to understand and recognize because if God changed, he would not be God. It would go against his nature. But God does change in a sense when it is for the betterment, for the betterment for his people. I'll touch on that real quickly later. But as followers of Jesus, we need to be about change, right? Change to be transformed in his image and the likeness of Jesus Christ. But that's just it. You don't get any higher than God. That is the pinnacle of goodness, unchangingness, and promise. God doesn't change because if he would have changed, he wouldn't be perfect, in my opinion. He would not be perfect. So he can't improve upon with God. He can't. But we can improve upon as disciples of Jesus and become more like God, more like Jesus. Now, I understand in the Old Testament there are several passages which show that God seemingly changes his mind over a judgment declared usually upon Israel. Without going into much detail, I believe that that's a figure of speech which allows our finite, our finite mind to understand the finite, infinite mind of God. The fact that God changes his treatment of people based on their responses and choices has nothing to do with the character of God. In other words, if somebody repents, God constantly judges and forgives. He does not bring the calamity of the judgment that person deserves. But that doesn't change his nature, his plan, or his being. <clears throat> but that said, for us, change is in fact inevitable. Because we're not perfect. So therefore, we need to improve and change for the better. But for God, it's not necessary for him to change. If he would, it wouldn't be God. Therefore, in a sense, God cannot change because that would go against his nature, against his being. Hebrews 6.18 says, It is impossible for God to lie. Impossible for God to be anything other than what he is. Perfect. So the fact that God is unchanging simply goes with his nature. God doesn't change. Second point. Christ doesn't change. Christ is the same in the Old Testament as he is in the Gospel day, and will be forever for his people. Equally merciful, equally powerful, all sufficient. Christ still rejects the proud, rejects the novel, rejects the strange, exotic, and diverse teaching 
that have an appearance of wisdom. He rejects those things. And Jesus has the same divine characteristics, as you know, that God the Father has. Hebrews 13, 8, which is read this morning. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Think about what you know about Jesus. Think about what you read about him doing. Feeding people, healing the blind, healing the lame, healing the mute and the deaf. Raising Lazarus from the dead. He taught the truth, he showed the truth, and he lived the truth. He walked on water and also gave Peter the ability and the power to do the same. Think about the compassion of Jesus Christ, his gentleness, his love. Think about his righteous anger when he overturned the money tables in the temple courts. Think of his rebuke of Peter when he challenged him not to go to the cross and his subsequent death. Think about all those things and understand that Jesus is no different today than he was back then. He's the same teacher the same feeder, the same motivator, the same challenger, the same healer, the same rebuker, and the same Savior and Lord. Amen? He is the same. Mm -hmm. He is a constant in a changing world. And he has the power to do great things in his name. Although Jesus can still heal physically, he wants to heal us spiritually. He is the one who makes the spiritually blind see. The spiritually lame walk. He's the one that causes the spiritually deaf to hear his beautiful and wonderful voice. He's the one who spiritually feeds us. He spiritually raises us from the dead through baptism. The same back then as he is today. He sympathizes with us. He empathizes with our weaknesses every single day. He's with us right now. Think about it again. Everything you admire about Jesus, if you envy those who have the privilege to walk with him physically on this earth, guess what? Matthew 28, 20 tells us what? I am with you always to the end of the age. He's right here with us right now. Seeking and saving the lost, reconcile humankind back to himself. A wonderful, unchanging Christ. God does not change. Christ does not change. And of course, my final point, God's word does not change. God's word does not change. Psalms 119 and tells us, Your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. If God said it and established it, guess what? There's no need to change it. Humankind does its best to be their own God and their own creator. They think they can do what they want. But God does not change. He's constant. Theories change. Philosophies change. Ideas change. But God's word doesn't change. You know, some people don't believe in absolute truth, absolute right and wrong. In their minds, and it's partly true, the world is changing and evolving. Now, things do change, but they say that because the world is changing, because the culture is changing, guess what? God's word needs to change too, to keep up with the culture, keep up with the times. 
modern ways, modern times, we can change the scripture to say what we want it to say. God says, no, my word does not change. Now, don't get me wrong. There, there is some truth that we have to make certain changes in our life. When our law is not good, we need to change it. When something's bad, we need to change it for the better. But I'm talking about God's word that's not needing to be expunged from our society or from the world. We're talking about God's word. And God's word still fits in today's society. Amen? Amen. Some folks say it doesn't fit anymore. But I believe God's word fits. Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is what? Living and active. Living and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit. Joints and marrow is the kicker. The word of God judges. Judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Continually. The word is being judged by the word. <clears throat> Because even though times changes, or times, I'm sorry, cultures change, humankind <clears throat> changes, guess what? We still have the age-old problem of what? Of sin. Of sin. People sinned back in the early days in the Old Covenant. People sinned back when Christ walked the earth, and guess what? People still sin today. Biblical people dealt with anger, so do we. Biblical people dealt with issues like pride and greed. But we don't, right? No, most people. Pride and greed. Valerie, I'm thankful she's not here. She's teaching jam. She says, I'm, I'm too prideful. Sometimes. And she's right. But sometimes that's not a good thing. There was slander and there was gossip and there was sexual morality in the biblical days. Guess what? It's here today as well. Now, is the Bible out of touch? I believe no. Is the Bible irrelevant for modern society? I don't think so. The Bible is timeless. It's applicable. It's relevant for today. People being saved by God's word and his power every single day. We see two recent baptisms. That's God's word in action. And guess what? He uses you and me as his servants to accomplish his mission. So let's not share it, our responsibility. God's word is eternal, it's true, it's firm, it's timeless. And as you know, everything in this world will be gone. Theories will be gone, philosophies will be gone, ideas will be gone, but guess what? God's word remain forever, amen? Remain forever. And so Peter talked about it this way, and what our response should be. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands firm forever. And this, Peter says, is the word that was preached to you. And here's our response. Therefore, rid yourself of all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, Peter tells us, crave pure spiritual milk so that by you, you may grow up in your salvation. Continual process. Now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. Who here 
has tasted the Lord and realized it is good. I know you have because you're here. The Lord is good. So you've been convinced that God's word is true. Are you convinced that his word is lasting and stands firm forever? Always relevant? Have you tasted and seen and realized that the Lord is good? What should we do? Crave it. Eliminate sin from our lives the best we can. Rely on God and Jesus Christ for our salvation. Crave what is eternal instead of feeding on the things that are temporary and temporal. Feed on the nourishing, life-saving word of God. So as we close out the lesson this morning, faith in Jesus Christ makes us covenant people of God. And we should not change unless we're changing into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. We are God's people who are redeemed by him, sharing the same faith. Let us seek to have our hearts established in dependence of free grace provided by God. Let us excuse me, <clears throat> not be confused or be deluded by what's happening in the world and our culture, but rely on God the Father in Christ. The unchanging nature of Jesus provides the best mark for us to follow, particularly in word and worship. We follow Jesus Christ. He is our leader. We don't want things that are new or novel or different unless it's directing us to Jesus Christ in his word. God doesn't change. His word doesn't change. And Christ is unchanging in a changing world. And we are anchored to him every single day. We need to be serious about our faith. And God is calling us to be more like Jesus Christ. Not like the world. We don't need new truth. We have the truth. We have God's doctrine. God's word. And our standing with Christ is based on his love. His grace. And his compassion. We close up by reading Psalms 89 verses 1 and 2. Which our song is based on coming up next. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will declare or make your faithfulness known to all generations. I will declare that your love stands forever, that you have established your faithfulness in heaven itself. The message is yours. Let us be serious about our faith as we follow Jesus Christ. Let us sing together.